Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, Athletes Made Here. The Sports Performance Center was developed with one goal in mind, to maximize human performance through movement and recovery. Their team of expert performance sports coaches and trainers will guide you to achieve your performance goals. That's the Baylor Scott & White Sports Performance Center, located at the Star in Frisco. This episode is also brought to you by Allen Dental Studio, located off Bethany drive in Allen. Their office was designed with you, the patient, in mind, which means an excellent and enjoyable experience. From cosmetics to implants, you deserve a perfect smile, and Allen Dental Studio can make that happen. Also, don't want to leave out another longtime friend of the podcast, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. With locations in Carrollton and Dallas, Texan Senior Residential Care Homes offers an affordable, high-quality alternative to senior living. Call now at 469-400-7650. That's Texen, spelled T-E-X-S-E-N, Texen Senior Residential Care Homes. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Star Oak Media High School Sports Podcast. Another two-man show on a Thursday around here with uh, Brian Murphy, Taylor Raglan. Uh, another Game of the Week podcast and another blowout, man. I think potentially the most votes we've ever gotten for a game? I don't know. I don't know for sure. I haven't gone back, um, you know, all the way through the through the archives. What, what was the final count? Man, I think... 1140-something? 1150. I 11, think it was 1150 50. votes uh, for the game of the week, uh, decided on by you, the reader, uh, Frisco and Frisco Reedy. Yeah, the, the Frisco ISD faithful showed out, uh, I guess, on both sides, you know, since it's an inner yeah. city matchup. Now, I was um, trying to figure out, you know, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it, but who was the side, which school right. you know, had the, led right. the charge, you know, who had the more, most votes. In Man, the based on our uh, our projections, I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see which school we may have fired up a lot for. Of, a lot of the raccoons people were were replying to me on, on Twitter yeah. and stuff, and they're, you know, those high school Barstool accounts, you know, the... the <laughs> those not, are huge. Not, yeah, I don't no. remember those even... I mean, Barstool's no. been around for a while, but I don't remember those even last year being as big as they are this year. No, they, they, like, s- they started popping up with, like, within the last calendar year. Yeah, it seems so, like everybody yeah. and, their, and their mom's got a Barstool account now yeah. for, for their school. Uh, but we'll, we'll start seeing middle schools with Barstool yeah. accounts here soon. Anyway, um, we've got plenty of games to get to in the back half, but let's start with, you know, the big winner with the, the Frisco, Frisco Reedy Showdown, uh, Friday, 7 p.m. at the Star. Um, man, it's, uh, it's a, a much more interesting game, I think, than, than we may have projected uh, coming into the season. You know, I think everybody was really high on on Frisco Reedy um, after that incredible season they had last year. Uh, Frisco projected to be good, you know, certainly not, you know, supposed to be bad, supposed a, to be a postseason team. A but Frisco team that you did not have in the playoffs. I did not, but one. spoiler for a podcast that's already come out, I guess. So if, you've, if you've watched our kind of, you know, reconsideration podcast of our 5A projections, I bumped the Raccoons all the way up to first in District 7-5A Division yeah. 2. I think they've earned it. Um, okay. But at the same time, you know, who knows? Frisco Reedy's still winning football games, maybe not in the fashion that they did Barely. Uh, last season, uh, certainly. But, you know, at the same time, um, this could end up being 
you know, kind of a de facto district championship game. So, you know, I guess, Mr. Frisco ISD over here, what's kind of your read on the matchup? And, and uh, you know, what do you think might uh, be the key for either the Lions to, to kind of continue their winning ways and, and maybe have a, a good win uh, or for Frisco to kind of topple Reedy and, and hand him a district loss? It's concerning the way Reedy has won their first two district yeah. games. You know, and I kind of talked a little bit about that on the podcast on Monday. You know, you're not supposed to barely beat Lake Dallas without right. their, without their you know stud athlete at quarterback, and you know, and then you go to Denison. Yeah, that's a tough place to play. Yep. You know, on the road, Denison and a good Denison could, team could be a playoff team there as well. But you know, you barely hang on to win that game too. Uh, you know, really, they don't really have an identity right now. You know, yeah. the, the first couple games, you know, albeit one of them was against the Colony, you know, mm-hmm. they didn't. You know, they were going through quarterbacks, and, you know, Jalen Kitna hasn't, you know, been, you know, super explosive or super special. He hasn't had that game where, you know, you know, a, a potential future Division One quarterback, you know, you'd think would have, you know, with, with the three, four touchdowns, 300 yards that a lot of these other quarterbacks are having, you know, a lot that Josh Foskey had last year on that spectacular Reedy team. You know, they've, going into the year, Jacob Smith was going to be the running back, but as of late, it's been Karsten Farragut, you know, getting a lot of the, the carries. He had 19 carries last week against Denison. He had 176 yards. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I saw him quite a bit against the Colony. You know, not many players were doing much against the Colony. Uh, granted, it is the Colony. But, you know, this team still has Will Harbor. You know, if mm-hmm. they can find ways, which they have done the last two and a half years, you know, to, to get him the ball. And, you know, obviously his main position is linebacker and he kicks field goals. But, you know, if you can find a way to, to keep utilizing him on the offense, he scored a pair of touchdowns last week uh, against Denison, you know, in that Wildcat formation. If they can get him going, you know, I th- their best bet really to beat Frisco is to get in a shootout with them. Yeah. You know, and because Frisco is just, they've been putting points on the board against everyone. They scored 76 last week against Lebanon Trail. You know, they scored 48 against Melissa. Man, they, they I saw them in their season opener against Woodrow Wilson. You know, they put up a ton of points. They are loaded offensively, mm-hmm. man. Like, Skill position-wise only, depth, I think they have the most depth at that position in all of Frisco, and that includes Lone Star. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're better than Lone Star, but, right. you know, but if you're just talking about receivers and running backs and who they have and that personnel, you know, they are so good. And but they're throwing the football. They are throwing the football. Like, they're throwing you, the football. How do you stop that? You know, when, when you're running that wing team, you don't know who's going to run the ball. Is it going to be Blake May? Is it going to be Bryson Clemens? You know, the, Chase Lowry? Is Kari mm-hmm. Green, the quarterback, is he going to run with it? Or is he going to, you know, if you, you stack the <coughs> box, you get one-on-one coverage on the outside. And Kari Green, you know, they have a competent thrower, uh, a guy that can throw consistently for 100, 200 yards yeah. a game for the first time in nearly a decade. You know, that's just so tough to beat. And I don't know if Reedy has those guys. Not last year they had those guys, yeah. obviously, but, you know, I don't know if they have the personnel this year to slow that down and keep Frisco, you know, underneath you know, below four, 40 points. I think that's the important thing. The, the The key word is competent. You know, that's yeah. that's literally all you need for a team like Frisco. Like you mentioned with the wing tee, that's your identity. You're going to run the football. But they haven't even had a quarterback that, I mean, no disrespect to, to past quarterbacks, they've run the system perfectly fine. They just didn't fine, throw the ball. But they, yeah. they weren't 
even you know competent and, and a threat to really throw the football consistently and that's really yeah. all you need you mentioned with green all you have to do is just have the threat of being able to throw the football be just have the threat of being able to, to take a shot every once in a while and it's already tough to play against the wing tee it's already tough to defend that kind of an offense especially you know when it's so entrenched at frisco they run it so well you know they have guys back running it that have done it for you know several years now which is always very important you know running an offense like that all you need is kind of the specter of you know we can throw the football now you know maybe you still don't 25 times a game i mean that's still probably not frisco's identity Mm -hmm. but the you know the the threat of it is there and you have to respect it and and that hasn't been the case in in years past yeah and it helps when you have a guy like chase lowry who two weeks ago in a five point win over braswell he had six catches for 199 yards and three touchdowns and then last week he had 162 yards and two more touchdown catches Mm -hmm. when have you ever seen that at least in our time of covering you know this area of high school football you know a guy from frisco putting in remotely those type of numbers. Right. You know, even a couple years ago when this team was the year before their 0-10 team, you know, when they were in that district with, with Lone Star and the rest of Frisco, um, you know, that was, you know, if they threw the ball three times mm-hmm. in the game, it was like, whoa, yeah. they're throwing the ball. You know, this is crazy. Now they're throwing it, you know, 6, 10, yeah. upwards of 12 times a game now. Yeah. Which is still not a lot, but, you know, a lot for but them. you're throwing it for over 200 yards. Yep. And, and it makes it efficient. exist, like I Very said. It, efficient, it yeah. makes it exist. I think this game is going to hinge on... You mentioned Frisco Reedy, man. They they really don't feel like they have an identity. And and I'm not saying you can't find it in one week. I mean, who knows? But it's going to depend on which Reedy team, I think, shows up. You know, is the team that... You know, especially with Lake Dallas' has lost to Princeton, that six-point win or, or whatever it was it over Lake look Dallas looks really bad. Yeah. But then that win over Denison, like you said, on the road, you know, that's a good Denison program. Yeah. With Jadarian Price back, I don't know if he was 100%, probably not, but he played in the game. Um, that's a really young, fast, talented Denison team. That's a good win. And and for a team, I think expectations have to be recalibrated for Reedy, obviously. You know, they're not going to go unbeaten in district play. You know, I think we've all been on record saying they'll drop one somewhere just because because it's they've come back to the pack. So mm-hmm. if you come back to the pack, you recalibrate expectations. You know that's a good solid win. You know they're not awful. They're not an awful football team. No, it, no, they no, just no. look awful. Team. They look awful compared to, to last year. what they were. Exactly. I think everybody's yeah. everybody's vision of Reedy is colored by the fact of, of how dominant they were mm-hmm. last season. So you know if the Reedy team that shows up last week and, and beat Denison on the road and, and a good seven five eight D two game between you know maybe postseason teams then there's no there's no saying that they can't beat frisco i mean obviously nobody wants to i don't think either one of us sitting here and saying that that can't happen you know it's still a proud program like you mentioned will harbor still a, a freak athlete they still have playmakers that it's yeah, not will, will harbor should still be you know the lead mvp candidate of this district yeah so you know and it, like you said you know when you're coming off a 13 in one year mm-hmm. four rounds deep in the playoffs you know two years ago reedy was three and seven yeah. It's it's crazy to think that you know this that feels like it was you know yeah. five six seven eight years ago that was just two years ago yep. Frisco was zero and ten two years ago mm-hmm. and now here they are this could be you know the de facto district championship right here I mean but there's still a lot of a lot of football left to be played yeah. you know there's no telling what Lovejoy and and, yep. and you know what Denison can do down the stretch and Braswell they gave Frisco a game but. Yep. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, it's this was on the picket line. It was it was a blowout. You know, we all we all pick Frisco, and I can't believe I, we all pick Frisco. Honestly, really? I mean, I I think that you what, know, it's, like, what could give you a reason to pick Reedy? In this I don't game, know if there was one. I just it's it's one of those games that feels very feels very close. I think we're all 
maybe correct in saying that Frisco is the favorite. You know, I think Frisco is the favorite. It's just one of those that's hard to believe. Like, man, this is where we're at. That yeah. it's five zero for Frisco over Reedy. Not one person, you know, picked that Frisco Reedy could could win this yeah. football game. It doesn't mean you know us picking five zero in favor of Frisco. It doesn't mean right. that we're thinking Frisco is going to beat them by yeah. thirty. Yeah, it just it's happened just, to line up that way. It's just yeah. one of those. It seems like every week there's a couple of those games where it's like, man. This this feels like it shouldn't have been unanimous, but hey, like you said, I mean, Frisco's earned the right, I think, to be the favorite. I think it's a you know a good matchup. I think it's close. Um, you know, I don't think unless something crazy happens, Frisco goes out and beats them by three scores or anything crazy. Um, but yeah, what would and, you be the most shocked of in this game to see Reedy blow them out? Yeah, I that, think yeah. so. Yeah, because I think the 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 expected outcome is a one or two score game in favor of Frisco. I think. It would be surprising, but maybe not the level of like, oh my gosh, if Frisco beat him by three or four scores, I, I could. I, it would be surprising, but not as surprising yeah. as the other way. Reedy's looked so ship without a sail so far. Mm-hmm. It's so just kind of meandering and lost that if they came out and you know beat they, Frisco by twenty eight, yeah, then they, everybody'd be like, whoa. And because if you look at Reedy's strength of schedule, they haven't blown anyone out yet. Yeah. The teams they should have blown out, Plano West, Lake Dallas, yeah, they barely yeah. beat those teams. Yeah. You know, they were down to Plano West at the half. Yeah, and then a team that they should have lost big two they did well maybe not even lost big two they lost horribly to the yeah. colony so they they've yet to have that marquee blowout yep. win and that i mean that may, could come later down the road against a princeton and Lebanon trail or yeah. memorial what have you but it ain't coming this week if it does no. i will be shocked should be an interesting one uh, as you mentioned we were unanimous on the picket line uh 5-0 in, in favor of the raccoon so if you guys want to print that out over at reedy and <laughs> coach cole and i'm going to be over there later don't <laughs> put that on the wall um yeah speaking, yeah, speaking of, of speaking yeah. of the lions you went out there uh to talk to them about the game coming up uh interview a couple student athletes and and hang out and and see where uh where their uh their heads at heading into this matchup so uh we'll be right back afterward from the sponsor your interview over at reedy uh, and we will get to the other game of the week. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, I'm here with the Will Harbor. Uh, Mr. Do-It-All, you know, you play pretty much every position here at Reedy. You have been uh, for a while. Will, uh, thanks for hopping on the podcast. I know you were you were on there last year. Uh, you know things are a little different this year, but we'll talk about that in here in a little bit. But you know this week, you know that's what the focus is on. Uh, y'all want our game of the week poll as y'all take on Frisco uh, Friday night. And what is what's y'all's mood? You know heading into y'all's biggest you know district game of the season so far against one of y'all's closest rivals. I mean, every game's a big game, so treat it like any other game and just come in with some intensity to work hard. And What have you all seen, you know, from Frisco this year? I mean, you know, dating back to the summertime, they made State 7-on-7. Seven seven. You know, they have some really good athletes. You know, what areas would you say are they, you know, improved on this year from when, you know, where they were last year? I'm not 100% sure, but, yeah, they definitely do have some really good athletes over there. Uh, Really good receiver there, and they got some pretty good backs too. Who are, leave some holes open for them. They can take it the distance. So now to you know, y'all might be to some might be coming in here as underdogs. You know that's not very 
common for y'all, especially, you know, seeing, you know, what y'all did last year. And y'all have a winning record right now. But first go, they're rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's that mood like for the team is, you know, maybe a lot of people aren't picking y'all to win. I mean, it's all right. Um, you know, they've been absolutely destroying every team they've played so far. So they have that advantage on us. We've three and one pretty close games and three wins. So... Do you feel like since y'all have been in close games this year and, and gutted some out and, or gutted all three of your, your wins out in close fashion, do you think that kind of gives y'all a little bit of an edge over, you know, a team that maybe has had, you know, hasn't really been tested outside of their game against Melissa? I mean, a little bit, but then at the same time, their full motors run. It's going full speed and maybe the confidence may be a little high, higher than ours, so... Now, so you've been, you know, you've been a starter on this team, you know, all four years now. You're here in your senior year. Uh, you know, talk about how you've seen this program grow from your freshman year, and now here you are in your twelfth grade year. Um, it's crazy difference. Uh, just being led by all the guys last year, uh, all the way up, and then this year having a change and where I have to do the leading and uh, really just take control of everything and kind of grab everybody and pull them up with me. Now, yeah, talk a little bit about that new senior leadership role. Because, you know, last year y'all had plenty of senior leaders, you know, Josh Foskey, mm-hmm. Nolan Matthews, and, you know, that offensive line, and a bunch of guys on defense, Matthew Hoots, on and on and on. You know, talk about your expanded role, not just, you know, on the field, because we know you, you've done everything <laughs> that your coaches have asked of you, but, you know, that, that role, you know, off of the field as well. What's that been like for you as a senior? Uh, it's pretty nice. Hasn't changed a whole lot, but then at the same time, I didn't realize how hard it was to get everybody uh, just determined and wanting and willing to work for you and do the, your job. Welcome back, South Commuter High School Sports Podcast. Let's get into uh, another week of interesting games. I don't know if any of them are quite as big as you know. Obviously, the votes reflected that. I think you know Frisco Frisco Reedy is probably the best game, um, you know, at least in the area. Well, there was one game that was you know within like a few hours of the voting. Yeah, you know, it was. I thought it was going to blow everyone out of the water, and I looked, and it was Louisville Flower Mound. Yeah, and it was at like a hundred or almost two hundred votes when I checked. You know, the day of, and Frisco came it, alive, and I was like, man, they they really they really want Louisville and Flower Mound on this thing, which is a, you know a good game. Yeah. You know, on on paper should be very worthy of game of the week, and then yeah. that was obviously before right. you know Frisco and, and Reed, I guess, pulled out their pulled out their phones and started voting. Well, let's start. We'll get to that one in a second. Let's start with uh, Lovejoy at Denton Braswell. Um, Lovejoy coming off a of bye week. Uh, the Leopards two and one. Really disappointing and weird loss. Colville Heritage opened things up, but then they beat a winless, still winless Sulphur Springs team, um, and then took down Frisco Memorial. You know, like they like they should have. Uh, so they're two and one. They're one and zero oh in district. Uh, enjoyed the bye week coming into this matchup. Denton Braswell, uh, on the other hand, um, you know some wins over uh, Red Oak and Frisco Memorial, uh, which that you know, over Red Oak. the win over Red Oak is, I mean, Memorial is what it is, but the win over Red Oak uh, statement win, that was week one as well, mm-hmm. that had us all pretty uh, hyped up uh, about Braswell <clears throat> and what they might have. Um, and then they gave Frisco again yeah, down the stretch. You, you I mean, Frisco had a comfortable lead, but then they, they didn't give up. Yeah. They scored two touchdowns in oh, like a minute or something, then they almost got the onside kick to, to yeah. really make it interesting. That one ended so. up 33-28 I yeah. think in favor of Frisco, so a really good game. And then they dropped another decision, 42-30, but, you know, a really game, 
Burleson team. You know, Burleson's yeah. very good, and, and there's nothing wrong with that oh, loss yeah. either. So, 2-2 two and two coming into the game, but, you know, I think has really established itself, uh, Braswell has, as, as a playoff contender in this district. Um, you know, within its first five years of, of even being a varsity program, I mean, they're a new program, but, you know, this could kind of be the turning point year. You know what I mean? This could kind of be the year that, that they jump up and make the postseason, and Man, this one, this one on Friday, you know, Lovejoy does have to travel um, to Denton. Uh, you know, it's it's not a, a home field for Braswell. I think they play it at Denton Bronco Field, uh, so it's not, you know, like it's it's, oh, it's not even at C H Collins. I, I don't think so. I think no. it's at um, Denton Bronco Field, so it's not like you know when Lovejoy hosts teams, their their fields right there on campus, so mm-hmm. it's not a home game in that sense. But travel still does, you know, play a role. Um, you know, uh, maybe a small one. It's not the longest trip in the world, but. I expect a good one. You know, it's it's not necessarily, we'll get to the picket line in a second, it's not necessarily reflected in the picket line, um, you know, but I expect a good one. I expect an offensive game. Um, you know, Grace Thompson, I think, for, for Braswell has had a, a pretty good year. They've obviously, you know, you alluded to the Frisco game, they've come on strong in second halves when they've needed to. Um, I think even against Memorial, they scored more points in the second half maybe than they did uh, in the first half just to kind of really extend that one and, and mm-hmm. you know, make it look like it should, yeah. you know, when you play a program like like that so um, you know that offense is explosive head coach Todd Ford for Lovejoy you know that was the first thing he, he told me when we talked about the game uh, earlier this week you know they're they're explosive they want to go over the top of you they want the big play um, they're gonna be up tempo which is an interesting dynamic you know coming off a of bye week for Lovejoy you got to get back in the swing of things quickly you know I, I fully believe that coach Ford and his, and his staff will have them ready they're not going to fall out of shape in a week they're going to have them conditioned they're going to have you know the the conditions replicated as much as possible at practice with the scout team mm-hmm. but it's there's still something to be said for okay we're out of our routine for a week you know we're coming back and now we have an up-tempo offense to to try to deal with an explosive offense that wants to beat you with the big play and can um, you know, but at the same time, Lovejoy's got a pretty experienced defensive front. And that's, I think, really where if you see teams fall victim to up-tempo offenses, it almost always starts up front with the big guys huffing and puffing and not getting set and not being ready. And things kind of spiral from there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have confidence, like I said, that, you know, Coach Ford will or have his guys ready. But, you know, Ralph Rucker on the other side in the Lovejoy offense, granted, you know, not very good teams <laughs> in their two yeah. wins. Uh, Silver Springs, I think, is down, uh, especially from what they were a season ago when they didn't even get to play. Pretty disappointing last year. Um, like I said, still winless this year. Uh, but, you know, they took care of business. They they engineered the game-winning drive when they needed to uh, to win that one by a score and then obviously took care of business against uh, Memorial. So, you know, I expect both offenses to have success. I expect it to be probably in the 30s or 40s. I don't expect it to be a blowout either way. I think it's probably going to be, especially with both of these teams' kind of early propensity for scoring late. Um, you know, Lovejoy especially against Silver Springs, and then Braswell, we talked about the Frisco game and some of their other some of their other outings. Um, you know, this could be the type of game that's uh, within a score in the fourth quarter and comes down to, you know, who has the ball last, mm-hmm. who can get that big stop, um, you know, stuff like that. So... I don't know. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. I was the the lone. Yeah. Are you surprised that you're the only one to pick Lovejoy? I'm not surprised. I don't think. I mean, a, a little bit maybe because I think this game. You know, I took Lovejoy, or I I would take them by three. You know, I, if yeah. if I had to put points mm-hmm. on it, uh, I think it's one of those games that's just really kind of a one score game. Might come down to some weird stuff uh, at the end of the game. You know, one stop, one score, uh, that sort of thing. But you know, I, I'm not super surprised. I think Braswell 
is a little more battle tested. I think they've shown really well very, against some better very, teams. Mm-hmm. You know, Lovejoy hasn't played a Burleson or Red Oak or Frisco or, or anything like that yet, and and that's not their fault. I mean, you got to beat who's in front of True. you. True, but you know, at the same time, I, I can see the logic behind. Braswell's proved it a little more thus far. And that's the main reason why I picked Braswell. Yeah. Look at who they've beaten, who they've lost to, you know, what they did with, you know, against Frisco, you know, making it close. That, that's, you know, very telling. And we kind of, I was drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid, Braswell Kool-Aid prior to the season anyways. You know, a lot of people were really high on them. There was a lot of buzz about them and they've kind of proven that here uh, in the early goings. And I, Lovejoy hasn't, proved anything to me why I should pick them you know yeah. uh, over a team like Braswell and I think Braswell is a playoff team in this district yeah I think they know. both are I mean to be fair I think they they probably both are with I mean it, it could come down to though the loser of this game if they also lose to Denison then maybe out. then maybe you're in trouble out, you know yeah. I, I think that's kind of the scenario that it would take to eliminate one of these two teams but I think they're both postseason caliber so oh for sure yeah they're top five top five teams in the district so we'll see i mean that was uh like you mentioned 4-1 in favor of braswell another game that was 4-1 that i'm even more surprised was 4-1 was the one that you alluded to earlier uh with lewisville and flower mound um kendrick johnson the only one of us to take lewisville over flower mound i'm gonna say now that's a bad pick that's a bad take i mean it's not impossible i think maybe he's not here to defend himself i think maybe the reasoning maybe the reasoning is that you know louisville's defense is only allowing 11 points per game you know they haven't seen a flower mound offense they have man we're talking about strength of schedule teams (coughs) they played is grand prairie arlington sam houston mckinney boyd yeah any of those teams scare yeah. you at all. I think that McKinney-Boyd win looks a little worse, maybe, because Boyd is, you know, everybody was so up on Boyd after that performance against Damon Forrest and how many points they put up, but and look how since, then, is. since yeah. then, Boyd has kind of fallen off, only 14 points against East, really relying on the big play, um, and it hasn't really materialized. So yeah, you know, grain of salt for that 11 points per game for the Louisville defense, but it's on offense, too. You know, Taylor Green, um, you know, mm-hmm. former backup at Allen, um, Isaiah Stevens at receiver having a really a really strong year. I mean that offense is is improved as well, and that was one of the things. You know, Louisville last year I think was one of those teams where it's like your defense is going to keep you in the game, mm-hmm. but you got to outscore them yeah. still. You know, and and it's I think they've come around to that um, and put up some good results. But I don't know, man. Maybe Kendrick was put off by how bad Farmer got beat by Prosper. But Prosper's just that but good. But Prosper's man. just that good. I mean, look what they've done to everybody. You know, I don't think that's an indictment of Flower Mound. Um, yeah, so... Because look what Prosper did to a, probably a three or four seed in 9-6. Yeah. In McKinney last yeah. week. So, I mean, that's... I wouldn't look too much into that. I think that Prosper's just that good. And Flower yeah. Mound, dude, there's no way Flower Mound is going to, you know, drop two games in a row yeah. like that, especially the way they did. They are, they're, they're, they have a fire lit under them, for yeah. sure, especially with those, you know, those, those offensive you know, yeah. superstars they have. Man, there's there's no way. There's no way. Yeah. No I way. think, I, I mean, obviously, I picked Farm Mount, you picked Farm Mount, so did Matt and Devin. Um, like I said, Kendrick, the lone, uh, the lone farmer this week, I guess. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just tough to see Louisville going in there and, and, and upsetting Farm Mount. You know, it's it's one of those things where, man, would I be, would the world be ending if, if it happened? I guess not. But, you know, I think there's just too much talent. I think that offense is too good. Uh, Louisville is going to get probably punched in the mouth pretty early with how good that offense is. Um, and, and if they respond, then then it'll be competitive. And I do expect it to be competitive. Louisville's very good. You know, I think Louisville's a good football team and a postseason team in that district, no question. Um, 
but yeah, four of us go with flower mound. I think that's probably how that one turns out, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, let's save the, the point oh on point oh violence for last, and let's head to uh, Mesquite for Mesquite versus Mesquite Horn. Another another 4-1, I believe. This is with the one where I'm, you the, alone I'm the oddball, yep. So yep. make your case, I guess. We all took, Kendrick, Devin, Matt, and I all took Mesquite. We're all believing in the Skeeters. Um, off to a great start, off to the first 4-0 start since 2012. Uh, you know, average margin of victory, almost 28 points. Not a lot to not like about Mesquite thus far. But, you know, Horn, it's one of those teams that every year, you know, at least over the last <laughs> the last two years, we've been talking about, man, Horn's got to be better than their record just because they've been beat up by so many dominant teams. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I was going to start with. I mean, Mesquite Horn, you know, just like last year, you know, everyone was freaking out, you know, this is, they're 0-4, what, what did they start, 0-5 or something like that, and then they went on to, to make the playoffs. You know, well, they, they faced John Tyler this year, the Highland Park, <coughs> Cedar Hill, and then Arlington. Yeah. Dude, that is brutal. Yeah. The fact that they're, they even won one of those games is, you know, telling, you know, they didn't get absolutely slaughtered by Highland Park, you know, or absolutely slaughtered by Cedar Hill. Yeah, they lost by a few touchdowns, but they didn't get blown out. Uh, and then they kept it kind of close against Arlington, which is, you know, probably the second best team in Arlington, a really, really good Arlington team. And then you look at Mesquite played, you know, this is, I'm just basing this, you know, I, obviously I don't cover Mesquite. I'm not Devin Hassan. I don't, you know, see these teams on a regular basis and whatnot. But, you know, and then you look at the teams they've played, you know, Plano West, yeah. LD Bell, Grand Prairie. You know, Grand Prairie's been losing like that bad to everyone. So it's, you know, they haven't played the Cedar Hills, the Highland Parks, mm -hmm. like Mesquite Horn has. And I think, you know, I think if Mesquite had played the same schedule, if, if you flop, if you flip the schedules, I think Horn is 4-0. And I think Mesquite could potentially be 0-4. Yeah. You know, and that, that's just kind of what I'm basing that off of. And I, I you know, I've, when I think Horn, I think, you know, the, kind of the class of, of right. like Mesquite, you know, district on the gridiron. So I'd, I would actually be shocked. Right. Just keep you know won this game, and I, it's I'm shocked that you know I was the only one to 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 pick Horn, but you have I guess some breaking news or or I think it's it's known. Um, gosh, I can't remember his name, uh, but the running back for uh, Mesquite Horn mm -hmm. that was out last week. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll see if I can find his name. Uh, is out again this week. I mean, it's and that was I, against when they played Arlington. Yeah, so I think so that still um, Charles Crawford the third. Um, so you know he was he was out last week. He's going to miss again this week, which is obviously a blow uh, to that Mesquite Horn offense. Um, there is kind of the intangible rivalry factor, though. You know, Mesquite got mm -hmm. it last year on. A, on a field goal, yeah. twenty to seventeen, you know. So maybe Horn has an extra chip on its shoulder to to kind of avenge that and prove that, you know, Mesquite for all of its upward momentum and being undefeated mm -hmm. and everything, like, still has a little ways to go True. to to match them or or who knows. But it's just one of those games where it's like I've never seen these two teams <laughs> yeah. play because that's Mesquite. I yeah. never go out there, so it's just like, uh. yeah. I think the the. The genesis of our picks is, you know, Mesquite's just been very explosive. Ladarius Turner and Dylan Hillard McGill at quarterback, both averaging more than 10 yards a carry. Um, offense looks really good. That LD Bell win, it, it's tough to place because LD Bell did beat Plano East, which just beat McKinney Boyd. So, but then really East think, isn't great. Do or, we really think Boyd is that good? Or hasn't been great. East is that good? But it's, it's the same time, you know, LD Bell, it was a total just dismantling. Yeah. So, yeah. that might, that's probably the best one, quote unquote, best one in the mm -hmm. season. So, I don't know. This would be a signature win for Mesquite to come out and beat Horn two years in a row, especially if they can beat them handily and have it not really be in doubt at any point. I don't expect this game to be like a four score game, but if Mesquite can get up a couple.
couple scores early and kind of maintain that and beat them, you know, by 14 or 10 or something like that, you know, that would be a big win. So we'll see. I really need Horn to win for this picket line for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, an opportunity for all of us to pick up a game on you for that one. Uh, finally, let's round it out, like I said, with a little Plano on Plano uh, violence. Plano really? Senior and Plano West at Clark, uh, 7 p.m. I'll be out at that one. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what to make of Plano. You know, I, I think yeah. I know what to make of West. You know, they what, okay. What is West? <clears throat> it's they're they're learning. They're 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 taking strides, and I think part of that, part of learning how to be, you know, a competitive and relevant team again. You're still going to have growing pains, and that came last week against Jesuit. I mean, they seem to be trending upward. You know, mm-hmm. playing well. That Mesquite team. You know, they were within a score at halftime and almost even closer than that. Mesquite ran a kickback right before the end of the first half to to go up, you know, I think a score or so. Um, you know, so they put up some points. They've been competitive, competitive with Reedy, competitive with Mesquite for a half. Uh, you know, Flower Mound got them, but, you know, there's no yeah. shame in that. Um, and then Jesuit, they just go out and lay an egg last week. The offense completely disappears. They get absolutely blown out. One field goal is all they can muster. So it, it's tough to know, like, is that is is that first three weeks kind of where they're actually at and mm-hmm. they just laid an egg because they're young and, and still learning how to be competitive again and be in football games? Or are they back to, you know, being kind of the, the, the punching bag of the district? I don't know. I think it's probably the former. I, I think that Coach Sogup has done a good job with them. I think that... You know, it's it's a lot easier to get a team up for a, a Plano ISD rivalry game, you know, than mm-hmm. it is to go to Jesuit. I mean, it's 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 tough to lose thirty games in a row. Um, you know, it, it's he's made the point that you know this team with this staff, you know, is so new. They're zero and four. They're not zero and thirty. But yeah. you know, it's still a burden on your program and still something that you think about. So. I don't know. It, I it mean, may not be translating to wins, but they're definitely a better team. Yeah, and and that's year. what it's tough to know because I don't know what to make of Plano either. You know, it's it's Plano looked so bad against Tebron, <coughs> and then a little better against El Paso Eastwood in a very strange game. You know, as far as yeah. just everything with the emotional, um, you know, ceremony surrounding that game and all the circumstances. Uh, probably didn't beat them by as much as, as maybe they should have, but there's a lot of outside factors that go yeah. into that game. And then Plano's offense seems like it's, you know, come along behind Junior Oliver Towns. They put up 55 on Rowlett, and then you go play Allen. I mean, what are you going to do? That's Allen. So it's hard to know. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You got to be. The wet man, I'm dying. You, I'm not, okay. No, I think I'm going to be okay. You, but you, it's, yeah, it's, it's hard to know where Plano's at, too. I do think their offense is clearly more explosive than West. I think they have some some talent. I think Towns is kind of coming into his own. Obviously, Cody Chris and Tylen Hines are a great duo in the backfield. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, you would think that, you know, Plano's going to go out and win by three or four scores, but at the same time, it's a rivalry. Like we mentioned, West has been more competitive. This could be the closest game in some time, you know, between the two programs. I, I don't know. If Plano wins this game by, you know, a field goal or mm-hmm. a touchdown, is that going to be more indicative of Plano being in a down year or Plano West being... Probably a little bit of both. I don't better. know. That's why it's so hard to, to predict. This game's going to tell a lot. You know, I, I think it's just like... I think it would reaffirm kind of both of those narratives. I think yeah. it would show that Plano West is continuing to take steps forward and show that you know maybe Plano's not as, as good as even they've kind of shown you know, so far, Plano, even though they've taken steps. Not only does Plano have to win this game, they have to win convincingly. I think so. They, yeah. they, you know, 
usually you know you say a win's a win, but you know they they need a statement win. Yeah, because I don't think they've had that this year. I don't know if they'll get it. We'll see. I mean. I guess it depends on where you want to draw the line. You know, if Plano wins by 17, is that enough of a statement? If they win, you know, wh- where is the where's yeah. the boundary? You yeah. know, because things get weird and yeah. late in games, especially if one team's up big. I mean, who knows? But I think that's it's got to pass the eye test. Regardless of the score, Plano's got to be in control from opening kick to yeah. final blow. And, and that's, that's kind of, I think, what you got to look for if you're a Plano fan is that, you know, if you're going to even have a prayer of contending for a postseason spot, you got to be in control. Yeah, and if you lose this, you're, there's no playoff. Oh my gosh, if, it's if, out. It's done. If we're here talking on next it's, week's podcast about Plano West ending the streak by beating Plano, oh my god, I don't even want to know what that conversation would be like. What what Plano ISDs fans, Plano seniors fans would be going through and, and talking about Twitter would be. Twitter oh, would I'd be love to see crazy, what crazy have to say about that. Crazy. <laughs> Well, I guess that's, uh, I mean, the picket line is 5-0 in favor of Plano. I mean, we can't pick West yet. <laughs> one, one team's lost 30 games in a row. you got to win one before I think even, anybody. Even if they won a game, even if they beat Plano and they're on the picket line again later in the year, may, yeah. maybe against East I'd consider it if they beat Plano, but yeah. even then I'm like. Mm-hmm. I think it would take, like, West going out to Molina or Naaman Forest for some crazy <laughs> weekend game that, that wasn't even scheduled for me to be, <laughs> me yeah. to be confident in picking yeah. them. I don't know. Uh, probably still wouldn't. Like I said, thirty games is thirty games is a I'd lot. Pick him over Molina. Dude. It's a it's a lot to overcome. Um, but who knows? Like I said, it could be a close one. Should be a fun one. Hopefully, I'll be out there Friday. I'll also be out Thursday uh, for Rowlett uh, in North Garland, I believe. Uh, which dude, North Garland, man. Yeah, could North be interesting. Garland. Could be interesting. Where are you gonna be at? Thursday, I will. I'm kind of double dipping into uh, some cross market stuff. I'm going to see the colony again uh, as they take on Centennial. I haven't seen Centennial yet um, this year. That game will be Thursday at Memorial, and then Friday, obviously, I'll be at the game of the week, uh, Reedy against Frisco. Oh, you're going to that one? Be at the Star. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to have somebody at that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that one will be at the Star. If you can't make it to any one of these games, um, or just want to keep up with you know updates, I'll well. I mean, we'll be updating everything. My Twitter's at Brian Murphy underscore. Mine's just Taylor Ragland. Nice. You can find me. I guess that'll do it. Uh, some interesting games this week. Some ones we didn't even get to that weren't even on the game of the week. Yeah. Longview and Rockwall. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of good action Dude, this week. That and one. Yeah. That one is juicy. We'll see. That one is juicy. But we will be back uh, next week to, to go over it all. Maybe be talking about Plano West competing with Plano. Ooh. Maybe talking about a Wolf's win. Ooh. I don't know. No, probably not. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll be back next week uh, with another edition. Uh, obviously going away, uh, going over some takeaways from this week and all that good stuff. Until then, stay tuned. StarCommunity.com. On Twitter, Rapid Reactions, uh, photos, all that good stuff. You can find it all from, uh, from this week in Texas High School Football. And we will talk to you guys next week. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? 
Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.